I've been going back and forth for a while about whether I wanted to do this episode or not, and I've decided that I'm just going to do it. And frankly, if you are new here, this is probably not the podcast episode to start with. It's going to be pretty different than what we usually talk about because we're talking about three stories to explain why you owe it to yourself and others to record your music. This is something that I've sort of talked about off and on, maybe sort of interspersed into episodes, but I figure it was worth a whole episode on this. Uh, last time we dove into this a little bit, uh, got some positive feedback on that. So I want to reiterate it again because we don't talk about it much. And I think understanding how really recording your music can have an impact on your loved ones and on your friends and and especially not to get too dark but uh your legacy for when you're gone it's going to happen to all of us at some point uh and i think we don't talk about that very much and songwriting's great right but if you don't have a recording of it um you know once you're gone the songs are gone with you anyway this is going to be a weird dark episode maybe dark's not the right word it it's going to be a little sobering maybe you've been warned if you're new here again, probably listen to another episode first, but you are welcome to join us for this if you want, but you have been warned. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I am your host, as always, Joseph Adela. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day and week to talk songwriting with me. Extra honored that you're here for this episode when you were literally warned uh, that this is going to be a little different. Uh, just straight up, there's not going to be practical advice in this. Uh, well, actually, maybe you could argue that this is the most practical advice in some ways, but we're not talking music theory. We're not talking how to write lyrics in this. Um, so it's a little bit different than usual. If you've been a listener for a while, you know, sometimes I do like jumping outside the box a little bit. And and talking about the stuff that isn't just the theory and and how to write lyrics and all the practical stuff, which is overall probably my favorite stuff to talk about and the most important. But I think this is important, too. And. First. You may be thinking. Joseph. Sure, I would love to record my music, but that stuff is really expensive and really complicated. I don't even know what to buy. If you are that person, I have a new guide. It's at songwritertheory.com slash studio. And I, I have two different studio recommendations in there where I break down everything you need and what I recommend you buy. One of them is a $250 studio. And that includes everything except the computer. If you have even a decent computer, I'm talking like, I don't know, probably starting at a $500 computer which almost everybody has these days. If you have that, it's good enough these days. It's fine. So it doesn't include that, but for all the other gear that you need, $250, that's it. And then I also have another studio in case you want to maybe do a little bit more quality than the 250, which by the way, the 250 will sound great. I think there's people have this false idea that you need to get like thousand dollar microphones and stuff to, to get something that sounds good. Totally untrue. Uh, there's actually a video out there that 
uh, Graham from the Recording Revolution did a while ago, which, by the way, I I am never probably going to talk in detail about recording. I have gear recommendations. I've recorded music for forever. Obviously, I record a podcast. I also use gear for that. Um, but I'm always going to be talking more about songwriting and arranging and things like that instead. Uh, but for the record, Recording Revolution, great place to go for any form of home recording stuff. That's honestly where, where I got my start with recording was through that channel. Uh, it's fantastic. But anyway, he has a, vi- a whole video where he records a song that sounds pretty impressive, literally with his iPhone, like just like the mic on his iPhone. So anyway, so if you have a $250 studio where, you know, one of those things is, I believe, a $50 mic, you can get some pretty darn good sound out of that. So if you have in your head, oh, it costs so much money to get good sound, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. These days, you can get great sound for cheap. But anyway, I also have a th- almost a $1,000 version where I, again, lay out for all the parts that you need for a studio, what I would recommend you get. This list has more stuff that is actual stuff that I own. Um, my studio probably costs even more than $1,000 because I have extra mics and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that guide is sort of based around if I had to start all over, here's what I would buy based on what I bought before, what I really like, and based on, you know, what, what seems to be what is most popular and what has been most highly reviewed and rated over the past five years. Cause frankly, my audio interface, for instance, it's okay. If you don't know what that is, check out the guide and it will tell you, but, um, my audio interface doesn't even exist anymore. So I'm not going to recommend that because, well, it doesn't exist anymore. And I'm pretty sure you can get it on eBay for like twice as much as it ever was used or something stupid. But that's dumb. I don't I don't want to tell you to do that. Um, although I do like my audio interface, which is the VS 100, if you are curious. Anyway, songwritertheory.com slash studio. If you want to check that out. If you want to just have a easy guide on here, get these things or at least the layout of here are the things you need. Feel free to obviously not get my recommendations and ignore them completely, but it will still tell you all the different parts that you need in order to record music in great quality at home. All right, now to get into the meat of why you should record. And, you know, if if you're already sold on recording, maybe this whole episode doesn't really matter to you. You're going to go get that guide. You're going to just go buy the gear because you've been wanting to start recording anyway. And everything else I'm going to say is I'm just preaching the choir. Totally fine. But if you are a person who maybe is a little more doubtful, doesn't want to take the dive, I want to talk about just a few stories that to me illustrate why you owe it to yourself and others to record your music and specifically have spoken to me um, and inspired me to be more intentional about recording. I still need to be better about releasing, but that's <laughs> that's for an episode another day. Um, so first story. First story is going to be personal to me. The other two uh, will be less so, but. I've mentioned this before, but um, I lost after after I spent basically my whole life in my in my up until I was like 20, having lost nobody that was close to me. 
um, which I know in re- in retrospect is really lucky. A lot of people have people uh, pass away who are very close to them uh, way earlier in life than I had. But that does get you to be sort of not used to losing people, right? Because you've spent 20 years of your life never really losing anybody. Um, and then I lost three within, I think, a five-year span, uh, all grandparents. And they all struck me in different ways. But sort of a regret I have around all three is I really have there there's pictures right but I don't I don't even have a short video of them talking right to the point that what one of my grandparents had a um had to have his voice box removed basically because of smoking and all that uh, so the last time I even heard his real voice was probably when I was 5 or 6 um, and even though he was the last of the three to pass away, I already am deep into I have no idea what his voice sounds like. I know I heard it at some point in my life, but I, I don't even remember what his voice sounds like. And my other two grandparents, I kind of have in my head what their voice sounds like. But it man, it's memories fade uh, quick, quicker than you would think. And maybe you're a lot older than me and you know this and you're saying, Joseph, I'm 60. You don't have to tell me this. <laughs> OK, that's fine. Um I get it. I'm 30. So some of you are like, okay, okay. 30 year old thinks, thinks he knows about (laughs) losing people that he, uh, that are close to him. But, um, so anyway, maybe, you know, even better than I do how, uh, memories start to slip. And, you know, what's interesting is we really live in some of the first times in the world where there's no reason or excuse to not to not have some recording of audio just of somebody talking or video of our loved ones so that we could just rewatch and remember the expressions and the faces they made the way they talked uh, much less going farther and you know asking them to talk about something actually meaningful that that you can remember and literally hear them say it back to you um, and these days, I mean, we we all have phones. We have access to really cheap um, recording devices of all kinds. Most of us have one in our pocket. So we really live in a world where there is no reason, there is no reason that if something should happen to any of us, that our friends and family should ever have to say some version of I'll never hear their voice again, or I'll never get to see them talk again um obviously live they wouldn't in that dark scenario um but yeah i know this is getting dark i promise the (laughs) the, i promise the stories are getting slightly brighter over time um so this this first point really has nothing to do with music specifically so much as it's even more extreme i i have nothing besides pictures to remember them by um the thought of having a recording of a song that they wrote is i would kill for that i mean i mean that would be so amazing um and none of them were songwriters or anything but it it doesn't change that that would mean so much to me but you know it's 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 too late that doesn't exist (laughs) <laughs> so that's why there's this episode, right? I want this to not be 
I don't want it to be our friends and family that say the same thing about us when we're gone because it's going to happen to all of us at some point, hopefully in the distant, distant future. But second story, and this is actually starting to connect to actual music. I have a a really good friend, Carlo, and his dad is uh, getting older. I think he's in his 70s or 80s. And apparently, according to Carlo, plays guitar super well. And he has tons of fond memories of his dad playing guitar. I believe he even plays the acoustic guitar uh, at like local coffee shops or bars or something. And yet he has no recording of this at all. And his dad still lives in Mexico. So it's not like he can just uh, run down the street and turn his camera on and uh, you know, get get a recording of him playing whether he likes it or not. So he can't do that. Uh, so he's been begging him for a while now to please just have somebody just even just a crappy phone camera doesn't matter. Just record him play the guitar once. That's it. Because my friend knows, hey, you know, the, the time is coming. Age is undefeated. And he right now knows that they're on the fast track to him never being able to hear his dad play guitar again. And again, these days, this is this is so easy, which, by the way, if you really don't want to record a song in good quality or whatever, it should be noted even if you don't want to have the $250 studio, which also doesn't take up much room. I know when I say studio, some of you might be thinking, "Is it the, no, no, no. It, it will sit on your computer desk and that's it. It's really not that much and as, as far as uh, gear goes. Um, but maybe you still don't want to do that. That's fine. At least set up your phone. At least set up your phone and just record yourself playing your songs at least do that because that's still record of you doing it. Yeah. It's not in the, you know, perfect take way that you usually get with a recording, right? Cause with a recording, you're taking your best take of everything and you combine it together and then you edit your best take so that your best take is even better. You do things like comping, which is the idea of, you know, whenever you hear a, a vocal and pretty much any recording, it's like 10 or 20 different takes all spliced together. They took the best parts of all the takes, right? So the the performance you hear of a vocalist singing was not a single, I know what my voice just did was really weird. I don't know what happened. I'm just going to dress it, move on. <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's almost never a actual single take, right? The way they would show it in the movies or whatever. Oh, they just nailed the take on the first try. That almost never happens. Um, and and usually is not the way things are done. Anyway, maybe you don't want to go through all that. I think it's a blast. I think it's it's a great time. Not all of it. Some of it's kind of irritating, but uh, I think it's worth it for sure. But maybe you don't want to do that. So the point of this story is you don't even have to go that far. You don't even have to go that far. You can just set up your phone camera Hit record, do an imperfect rendition of your song, because again, this is something that friends and family would absolutely love to have forever. Not to mention that there's there's something to be said for just because even if none of our songs uh, 
are heard by more than, I don't know, a thousand people uh, in our lifetime. The idea that it it couldn't do something after our lifetime. Uh, of course it could. Of course it could. And I get that we live in a different world now, but I think people forget almost all the legendary artists, uh, specifically like painters and stuff, tons of them, while they were alive, were poor and unappreciated. It wasn't until many years later, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and the idea that these days that just would never happen, I don't know if there's any reason to really believe that. If you have a recording out there on the internet, who's to say that in a hundred years, somebody won't find it and be like, wow, listen to this song. You know, it seems like nobody found it or uh, listened to it at the time, but this really, you know, touched me and this uh, resonated with me. Who's to say that can't happen? Um, not to say that should be our, you know, the whole reason that why we record is some hope for fame post postpartum fame. Um, but for the record, it is also a thing that could happen. All right, final story. And I know, I know, it's been kind of a darker episode. For the record, I apologize at the beginning so you knew what you were signing up for. This last one is maybe slightly less depressing, but let's be honest, it has to do with death as well. Um, so I have another friend whose wife passed away recently, very suddenly. And they both were songwriters. And when I was at the funeral, um, her brother tearfully thanked my friend for that he was so thankful that she found him, not just because he was a great husband, although certainly that, but also because he, um, he produces music and all that sort of thing. So he was the reason that her songs got recorded. And the whole funeral had her playing her own songs for her in her funeral. And it was one of those, I, I, this may sound morbid, but it was a really beautiful thing. And it, it's, you know, super high quality recording, home studio, home studio, but it sounded great. And so there's this, you know, near perfect version of tons of her songs that will exist forever that now her family gets to listen to whenever they're missing her and and just feel like you know they they get to hear her heart and hear her again and not just through a kind of crappy phone video but in all of the songs intended glory and and again he i mean he literally at the funeral her brother tearfully thanked my friend for this. That's how much it meant to him. If I remember correctly, this was the first time he teared up. He had held up for a while. Uh, but him talking about the fact that he still got to hear his beloved sister's voice and and songs in such great quality and, and knows that he'll have that forever meant that much to him. And... That this all is something that has resonated with me for a long time. I, I just had my first kid, as some of you may or may not know. I think I mentioned it in a podcast episode. Uh, I try not to get too personal. I know we're here to talk about songwriting. Uh, but anyway, it's one of those things, too, that makes me extra like, you know, I we all have to be better about this, right? I, I want 
Of course I want to be around for my daughter for as long as possible. And again, I'm only 30. Some of you are probably thinking, dude, this, this guy has a thing about not living forever. That's pretty extreme for a 30-year-old. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm a big fan of the, of the phrase that uh, I believe it's every man has two lives. And the second one be begins when he realizes he has only one. I'm thoroughly convinced that most people actually go through life being convinced they're not really going to die. Uh, I won't get too deep into why I think that, but basically there's a lot of things that people do and spend tons of time on that I'm fairly convinced they wouldn't if they really believed they they uh, weren't weren't going to be around forever. Um, but I, th I think this this is something we can all fall into, right? We just kind of put it off. We say, oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody will care. Um, and then at some point it's too late. Right. So my hope is that all of you who listen to this podcast, you might come out of this thinking, geez, that Joseph guy, just no Debbie Downer this week. But you know what? If you go and and actually record your music, even if it's with a just setting up your phone or or not even video, you can even just do the free audio recording app on your phone. I'm sure that's something that your loved ones would love to have someday. And even if you say, Joseph, my loved ones don't care about my songwriting. They don't even really know I do songwriting. You know what? A lot of people are kind of that way until somebody's gone. Right? I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very much a guy in this way. I'm the type of person when people are trying to like show me photos and talk about like family history and stuff, my eyes kind of glaze over. And it's not that I don't care. It's just, I, I just, it's just very hard for me because I don't know half the people. And it's just, I, I want to talk about ideas and, 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 and just have a, a good thoughtful conversation and stuff. And just, I don't know, it's just something about looking through photos. That is my thing. Um, but I always regret that. And, um, and, and and all of a sudden, my attitude changes significantly when someone is gone, where it's it's now a, a nice thing uh, to look back at photos. I'm a very here and now guy, perhaps to to a fault. Um, but a lot of times it's it's when it's too late that we realize, you know what? You know, I used to laugh, you know, oh, grandpa, he's just picked up songwriting at 65. OK, that's kind of cool. I'm glad he has something to do besides mow the lawn obsessively. Um, and maybe I'm talking about you right now. I don't know. Um, uh, but those people will almost certainly have a very different opinion later. So even if you think that people close to you don't really care about your songwriting, I guarantee you that even if they don't realize they do today, uh, they will someday. Again, sorry for a dark episode. This has been a, weighing on my heart for a while. Uh, so I decided, screw it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, I'll try to make it up to you by doing an extra practical episode next week um, or next episode, whether it's next week or not, to be determined. Um, you may have noticed I've been doing every other week right now. There's a couple of reasons for that. For the record, uh, I will address it. I don't know if people have been wondering or or what. Um for the most part, the reason for that is there's a project for songwriter theory I am desperately trying to finish up. Um, and then after that, content will likely go back to a much more constant rate than it has been for a little while. 
I don't think I put a video on the YouTube channel for probably two weeks, I think. Normally, it would be one video and one podcast a week. I think once I'm done with this project, it will actually be more than that. I'm thinking about doing something like two videos a week to be determined. Just trying to be transparent with you. I acknowledge it's been every other week for a little, for a hot second here. Um, I don't know yet whether that's going to continue, uh, but certainly the content in general, especially on the YouTube video side of things, is we'll, we'll be back here soon. There's just a by far the most significant project for songwriter theory by miles and miles and miles, which I am in the process of finishing up, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So if you're on the email list, you will hear about it here soon. Feel really great about how it's coming. And we'll leave, we'll leave it at that for now. We'll leave it a mystery. Thanks for listening. Sorry again, this is kind of a downer, but if you are inspired that, Hey, yeah, that episode was a downer, but I got to go actually record this music, check out songwritertheory.com slash studio for my guide on my recommendations. Again, I give my recommendations for like a $250 budget studio, as well as if I were to start over, what I would probably buy that technically still comes in at under $1,000, which still I think is not bad. But look, I get it. Some of you don't want to spend or don't have that money to spend. Totally fine. Uh, that's what the $250 version is for. That's really the primary version. I just did the $1,000 version as a way to uh, put out there what personally I would do if I had to start over because some of you might be curious on that or prefer that. You can mix and match, of course. For example, if there's one thing to get from the $1,000 version, uh, the headphones. I use these things. I'm wearing them right now. I've used them every day for like, seven, eight years, and they're still super comfortable. They're great. I love, love these headphones. Um, Anytime I wear any other headphone at this point, I just get super irritated. It hurts my head within like 10 seconds. Terrible. Um, Anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate every single one of you, and I will talk to you in the next one.